Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We want to let you know about our new Wired for Greatness online discipleship platform. It equips you to do the work of God in your realm of influence. Check it out at wiredforgreatness.me. Enjoy this podcast. It's so beautiful in here. I've had such great anticipation. Like, you notice me pacing? I've seen myself in the spirit like a tiger. Like, just let me out of the cage. Just let me out of the cage. Like, today is that day. And when I woke this morning, um, he said, arise and shine, your day has come. I've anointed you for this, to carry the good news and to open the doors and let the captives free. I feel like strangling so many things right now. I feel fierce over you guys. I love each and every one of you. How can I say that? Because it's it's the love of God that compels me. I love you all, and we're going to go into prayer because there were a few things he put on my heart, and we're going to go after it. I'm an evangelist. I don't do things in order. I do it by the Spirit of God. Um, and in this house, uh, so maybe you don't want to know who I am. I'm Sandy Holman. Um, I told you I was pacing. I'm like, just let me at him. Um, so, yeah, my name is Sandy Holman, and I lead the prayer and the evangelism teams. And um, that's what I do here. But today, like, I'm just coming as a daughter. Like, I'm just coming as a kid. Um, Even going down that thread, and I don't do things in order, I was telling you. What you're seeing now is called the flutter. Um, It's authentically who I am. I flutter. Like, I think of one thing, I go down that thread. I think of another thing, I go down that thread. It's the grace of an evangelist. And so I'm just going to roll with it. Um, But I want to share with you, um, even before I go into anything else, I get righteous anger when I don't see kids walking in who God says you are and in what he paid for. And I saw a few things when I was in prayer and every single song, except for the last one that she sang, was every single song that I worshiped him in my closet this morning. Um, my hands were tingling. Um, there is a, such a grace right now, always in this house, because heaven is always available for healing. Um, I'm not going to save it to the end because it's, it's the bread of God's children to be healed now. He paid it all. You can have it all. And we're taking it all. We don't want some. We don't want to nibble. Enough is enough. Like, that's my declaration this morning. Enough is enough. So I want to kill some things. I want to strangle some things. I want you to enter in with me. So I guess we should probably pray first. So stand up and let's go after it. So, Father God, I thank you for this beautiful family. I thank you, God, for what you're already doing. You showed me you would move amongst your people, God. I saw you touching the chairs. I hope some of you feel him right now. I asked for a breeze. I asked for Holy Ghost to blow. Let them feel a tangible blow of your spirit, God. Whether it's by the words I release, the word that is spoken, blow on them, God. I thank you for an upper room experience, God, that each one came in with their heart open. They said, God, this is what's on my heart. God, I need this. Lord, where are you? And he's here, and he's here now. We host the presence of God. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. And I release that now, and I say, enough is enough. I thank you, God, that you told me koinonia. I didn't even know what the word meant. But apparently in the spirit, he tells you things you can look it up. So I say koinonia, it's the intimacy of God. It's the intimacy He is here to be with us today. I fully expect, because I have the audacity to have expectation in the faith that he has given me. We get a measure. I don't want a measure. I want it all, and you want it all. And that's the direction that we're leading from today. So I just thank you, God. 
Let them have the uproom experience in their hearts, God, that the things that you were doing, God, that they came here for, God, you would speak one to another in their own heart language, God. Get them, God. Let arrows of love go out to each and every person in this house, God, and receive the fullness of what you paid for. There is no return policy. There is no return policy. You paid it. You paid it in full. Unveil them to them. Give them a full revelation of the truth and the love that you poured out that you saw each one of them by name, and they were the ones, they were the joy set before you. It was a joyful experience. We enter in with joy, the fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. Let every mountain in their lives take a knee right now in Jesus' name. I say bring it to your remembrance right now. Call it by name. You don't have to call it out, but bring it up because we're going to kill it, and we're going to tell it to bow the knee. I say, God, in the name of Jesus, everything that has a name is below the name of Jesus. Bow your knee now in Jesus' name. I thank you for freedom, God, mindsets, God, attitudes, God, things that don't line up with your word that we spoke in, God. Father, let there be a, just an attitude of repentance, God, just because we're kids and we can go like, whoa, I did say that. Bring to the remembrance, God, because speaking builds bridges. I want to blow up some bridges also, God. I want to blow up some bridges where we've spoken things and we've created things in our own lives. I thank you that mercy is new daily, that we're eating mercy right now. We're taking that bread. We're taking that bread right now, God. So I thank you for healings breaking out right now. I like what a gentleman said um, when we were in Bethel last week. He said, feel free to be healed right now. Don't wait on us. Don't wait for us to lay hands on you. It's the Spirit of God that is moving in this place right now. Feel free to be healed right now. Feel free to, to receive the full freedom that he paid for right now. We have um, a mission statement. This is the house. You all are the I am of the resting place. I am the resting place. And in the resting place, the lost are found, the founder free, and peace reigns in our city. But it starts right here and right now. So feel free to be healed. Feel free to be set free. Feel free not to leave here the same way you came. In Jesus' name. So now I'm going to preach. <laughs> Isn't it fun being a kingdom kid? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, here's what's really cool. I, um, all week long, some of you don't know me. In fact, a lot of you don't know me, but I'm sure you see me flutter all over the place. That's what I do. I love to flutter. I love to love people. Um, I told God I surrender to you. And then I picked things back up. I was writing a message, three points in a poem. That's not who I am. I'm not three points in a poem. I'm Sandy Holman. I'm an evangelist, and I flutter. And um, so I would pick things up, and I'd have to lay it back down. And I'm like, God, I'm frustrated. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm frustrating you. I, I just want to move through you. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And I would put the pen down and I'd pick it back up. And so I wrote some things, but I'll be honest, I'm not sure we're going to stick to the script because it's just not in me. And I, and I kind of like it. Um, so I'm going to start down that road and then we'll just see where it goes. Um, I just want to share an experience with you guys. Uh, the name of um, my series is called Kingdom Culture. Um, I say series. Maybe that was prophetic. I don't know. Kingdom culture, bold faith. Um, I have bold faith. Like, I don't want just faith. We go from faith to faith. There's an advancement, guys. And the word says, like, when he comes back, will he find anyone with faith? That means, like, we can kind of shrink back and we can let fear steal what he gave us. Fear is not taking not anything from not one of you. Fear is not your friend. And sometimes we hold his hand and we're like, ugh. Like, it should go like, ugh. Because 
faith is available. Faith is a person. He lives in you. He's always available. So I, and it's always what comes after us with faith. In this season, I've been going, um, I've been going to new levels of faith because I want it. I want it. And you all should want it. So when the things come against you and fear comes knocking on your door, you're like, um, wrong address. Like just wrong address. Yeah, so that's where I am right now. So I'll just give you a quick testimony because it's kind of fun. Um, my husband just retired, not because we have money, I promise you. But it's because he was supposed to be home and, um, and he worked for the government. So you know the government doesn't exactly do things in a timely manner. They don't, you know, they just say things and you're just supposed to take it. I don't take things well like that because I know who my daddy is. Like when fear and things talk at you, tell them who your daddy is. Like I'm just singing. We're kingdom kids. Be a kid. Be okay with being childlike. I'm childlike. Maybe you noticed by now. I'm not sure. But I like that heart position. And I think God's taking it back to the childlike and the easy. Um, that was a flutter. So now I'm going to come back to the story. So uh, <laughs> authenticity is a beautiful thing. Um, so Mark is on the phone, and he's talking to the government. We're going to be retiring. We don't have money, and um, we're going to buy back our military time, which he didn't do it years ago. So they're telling him it's 26% um, penalty, and it's not going to happen for you. can't retire for, you know, four months and all these things. And something rose in, in me because I had an opportunity. It's an opportunity to step into faith when it presents yourself. When something barks at you, you're like, Really? Watch this. So it barked, and I responded. I'm like, um, Mark's telling me, I'm, telling him, I'm like, in the name of Jesus, not, it will not be 26%. Father, if we owe, we'll pay. But I say 0. .026. I say by tomorrow morning, we will have what we asked for, God, and my husband's going to retire in two weeks in Jesus' name. He woke up that morning. He's like, babe, you're not going to believe this. I said, of course, I believe it. I prayed it. Um, <laughs> I have the audacity to believe when I pray he hears me. He hears me. We should be sitting in the throne room doing, like, just all day, like, and this, and this. And he's like, awesome, good one. He put it in your heart to speak it out. Just speak it out. And then pull it down. We say, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. Well, then do it. It's available. He paid it all. So I have the nerve to ask for it all. I ask for ridiculous things, you guys. We're talking ridiculous. But it's so much fun. And um, so the next morning, he's like, babe. He said, it's been sitting in here since 7.30 this morning. We got the point zero two six. I'm retiring in three weeks, and I'm, and I'm getting my credentials in record time. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, it's not crazy. It's God. In this hour, he's calling his kids to rise up in faith. So I'm encouraging you guys to rise up in faith. When something barks in your face, tell them who your daddy is. Let the cross be enough. We've lived under the cross way too long. Do you not know you were resurrected with him? You were resurrected with him. So get up out of there and live like it. And we are forward. We're advancing forcefully. Who cares if there's resistance? Ooh, like that's fear. We don't cower to fear. We don't sit down and say, um, and talk to fear and let fear talk to us. I'll tell you when the spirit of fear came after me a couple months ago, um, I was standing, um, I had a vision. And I don't use those words because I don't have like too many encounters, but it was kind of cool. I saw this black blob, and I was like, what is that? And, like, I'm walking towards it in the vision, and as I'm, like, walking towards it, it's going beep, beep, beep. It's getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. And when I got up to it, it said, I'm going to kill you. I said, not if I kill you first. Boom, and I came out of the vision. 
That's authority. You all have the same authority that I have. Exercise it by faith. By faith, he's given us everything we need, everything we need now. So um, I don't know. Somebody probably needed to hear that because I fully expected that um, somebody, a pastor in our city said, Sandy's a Holy Spirit Pez. Like, you know that Pez um, that like, so I just go, bing, 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 bing. So I'm just, I hope this is um, like hitting people and blessing people because here's the funny thing. None of this is part of my message. <laughs> so, but that's how the spirit moves. Like just, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just rolling with it. Um, it's so much fun. Okay, so um, I should probably get to my message. Um, do you guys want me to get to my message? Okay, let's do it. Okay, so coming home. <laughs> I love him. Um, Coming home from uh, Bethel, it's my first time going to Bethel. I've never been there. I've always heard about it. I don't go and just do things because people are doing it. I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. You're all leaders in this room. I don't follow. We lead. So I was called to go to that school, this dream school. I'm like, I'm a dreamer. It's awesome. But it's funny how other things happen um, that God wanted us to take back for our home. Wait till you guys see what God is doing. You're already seeing what God is doing. It's about to get crazy. Z in here. Expect it. Want it. Hunger for it. So he said, Sandy, um, do you notice anything? It was like a Jeremiah of my moment. Sandy, tell me what you see. I'm like, well, um, I like the carpet. <laughs> I was like, um, I see bold faith. I see confidence. I see trust. I see love. And I see expectation, expectancy, which is like when you're pregnant. Expectancy is like, I know what's going to happen. When's it going to happen? They actually have the audacity, audacious faith, like we have, that when they don't see it, when they think they should, when they prayed for something, they're like, wait a minute, I know who my daddy is, and they go after it in prayer. That's who we are. Like, I think a lot of times when we don't see what we want to see, when we want to see it, we say things that are not of God, they are not in the Bible, um, it must not have been his will. You know, he must have wanted so-and-so to die. These are horrible things. I myself am contending for a, a miracle in my body. But you know what? It doesn't stop me from contending for others. It doesn't stop me from keeping my eyes hold the gaze. Like when that, um, that spirit of fear came after me, he saw, I said, God, what happened? Like, did you hear what he just said to me? He's like, where you gaze, you graze. You will nibble on what you're staring at. So if you're staring at fear, you're staring at the mountain, the word says, make it bow. Does anybody in here have a mustard seed faith? Okay, I'm telling you, you have way more than that. You have bold faith, and that's an increase that's coming in this house right now in Jesus' name. Um, the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4, I'm an evangelist. My job is to um, equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I carry bold faith. What evangelist goes in a house and goes, oh, you know, I just can't tell you about. No, we come in like a tiger, like, let me out. Let me out. So I have bold faith, and I can say that um, not with pride, but um, because I know I carry the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Um, you guys want to hear another fun story about that? Okay. So um, the day I got the gift of faith, um, I was a Gigi in Fort Lauderdale. I didn't even really know her yet with, at a um, Dutch, Sheets, Dutch Sheets conference. And um, God told me, go stand over there. So I went and I stood over there. Dutch wasn't, he wasn't even ministering that morning, but he had come into the room. And... Um, when I went over there, long story short, he came right at me, and I don't have a lot of those Holy Ghost fall on the floor um, kind of moments and shake and 
all that stuff, but it was happening. So I was like, ah, ah, ah. like, what is this? He lays hands on me, doesn't say nothing, and then he goes like this. Like, like staying alive, kind of. He, like, double dipped on me. I'm like, what is this? Um, and then I just went to the floor just bawling and squalling. Long story short, on the way driving back home across Alligator Alley, I'm like, what was that? It was the gift of faith was um, given to me. Because I, I asked him before I left, I said, um, he says, anybody want a book signed? I didn't even buy a book. Like, evangelists, we don't do things in order. I grabbed the book. I ran over. I said, I'll pay for it later. And um, I didn't even pay for it. I'm like, I'll pay for it later. And I'm like, why did you lay hands on me like that? He said, God told me to linger over you. God told me to linger over you. So, you know, I say to you, God is lingering over all of you right now to receive bold faith. What I speak is not like I, I, I. It's a wee, wee, wee. Fill me up so I can pour it out. I don't want nothing for me. I just want to give it out and go get more. Because that's what Jesus does. He poured out so we could have it all. So anything I'm talking about, I'm giving it to you. I'm not trying to hold it in. Um, so here's the funny part of the story. And I'll probably actually preach about what I came to preach about. So uh, <laughs> I'm going across the alley. And this, um, I was going to say televangelists, but what are they called? The tele, the annoying people. They're sons and daughters, forgive me. Yeah, telemarketer. So, uh, so a telemarketer calls me, and she's like, um, and I'm so, I, I had been worshiping all the way. I, I, I don't even know how I drove. I'm pretty sure, like, I was flying in my car, like, across the alley. And um, so she um, says, um, yeah, well, we've got, like, Susie who's got cancer, she's run out of money, um, would you donate to her? I said, I sure will. And she didn't tell me her name was Susie yet. We have a, a mother, she said. I said, give me her name. I said, I have something priceless, and I'm going to pray, and she's going to get healed wherever she is. I have the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus paid it all. It's priceless. That's what I'm going to donate in prayer right now. What is her name? I'm going to pray, and she's going to get healed. And she said, what? And so, of course, I repeated it. And um, <laughs> so... Um, she's like, like, oh my God, this chick is weird. And I think she means it, which I did. She hangs up on me and I was rejoicing. Cause I'm like, like, I'm like, this is awesome. Because just like when, um, uh, oh, what's the verse? Jesus. Oh, like if they're not against us, they're for us. Cause you know what happened? She went on break and she's like, this crazy girl was saying the blood of Jesus um, is priceless and that this girl's going to get healed if I pray with this Jesus and this blood of Jesus. So she spoke about Jesus even though she thought I was crazy. Now I'm telling all you guys, like I'm crazy in love. I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy for what he paid for. And um, so we were both talking about how crazy I am to other people and sharing the testimony. So I just thought that's kind of fun. So, okay, now I'm going to preach. So, uh, <laughs> so... Back to a kingdom culture, bold faith. So I'm, I'm coming back on the plane from Bethel, and um, God said, um, do you notice about the, um, what you see there? And I said, yeah, the culture is amazing. So um, he said, that's what you're preaching on. He gave me the name kingdom culture for this, this um, title a year ago, like actually about eight, nine months ago, and I didn't even have a place to preach. I wasn't, I'm like, but I just stewarded the voice of God. When he speaks, your only thing to do is respond. So I responded, I wrote it down, and then he told me to talk about bold faith. I'm like, oh, I like that. Okay, I'll do it. So um, then he likened us, the church, to a Petri dish. Yeah, to a Petri dish. If, um, since we have different ages and stuff in here, the Petri dish is like this little plastic circle thingy, and it has cultures in it. 
It has cultures in it. And you can cultivate anything you want. If there's bacteria, you can cultivate bad things even in the church. Um, but what I thought was uh, really interesting, when, he, when I started to research it, he, um, here's the article he led me to. Listen to this, you guys. It so sounds like who we are as the church and everything. And somebody keep me on time because the flutter, I have to end on time. Oh, we're doing really good. Okay, so um, here's what the article said about the Petri dish. Um, it says, the Petri dish was made for separation. It was developed for culturing microorganisms while separating them from airborne contaminants. As part of its ability to make separations between the contaminated world outside and the uncontaminated world inside, the, di the dish also assisted in separating individuals from disease. These days, it is har getting harder for the Petri dish to main maintain these separations. Does that sound like the church, you guys? Like the world's coming crashing in, but what is our response? We're a kingdom culture. What we're building here with our core values, we honor everyone, we empower everyone, and we have bold faith for everyone. Um, that's what we're developing here. And, you know, the kingdom force, advancing, like vulnerability, um, the five things that you're being taught here is all being cultivated for a purpose. It's not to keep it in the dish. The world has far too long pressed in and pressed in, and we kind of smell like the world. We look like the world. We talk like the world. And we're supposed to be in the world and not of the world, right? Um, so praise God, like what we're doing here, we're just going to take it out and let the ghost out. We're going to release what he has shown us. We're going to release the word of God. We're going to release identity over people. No longer are we going to see people and not think they're good enough to receive love or not receive what he has paid for. It's paid in full for everyone. We have to see people by their true identity and call them up and not call them out. It's also, guys, um, in our lives, like we can't carry unforgiveness, bitterness. The things that we keep in that Petri dish will fester. It will grow in there. We are not to be infected. We are to affect. We're to go out and affect the world with the love of God. It's love that just settles the matter. Like love settles the matter. And when you let it prevail, um, it just everything changes. So um, that's the Petri dish. And I was like, oh, God, that's kind of gross, God, like the Petri dish. And... Um, <laughs> But he was showing me it's, it has everything to do with kingdom culture. What also is being birthed, test two babies. You guys ever hear of a test two baby, right? Happens in a Petri dish. So he can, we're birthing things here at the resting place. Um, things are being um, fertilized and birthing. And a lot of us are going through some of these birth pains right now. I say let it happen. In the uncomfortability, is that a word? Um, we want to run for cover. Like we... We don't want to forcefully advance because it's uncomfortable. You guys, you've got to push through. Like, I want to encourage you, push through. What he wants to accomplish, he has hand-chosen every single one of you. I'm convinced of it. I'm, I prayed for this um, for us for a long time. And I'll tell you right now, each one of you are hand-picked. Have the audacity to believe that. Like, a lot of us were tucked away for a time. We had things we had to be healed from. And, and I was one of those, too. Like, there's just a lot of things. And but he's called you out now for this moment. So advance and, and do it forcefully. Like, that's what we're doing in this kingdom. So he shows me the kingdom culture um, and bold faith. And, bold, and by the way, the word over the house right now is bold faith and bold trust. That's what um, Tracy's the prophet over the house, and that's the word that she got. 
Like, we've got to trust God, you guys. And even when it's uncomfortable, and even when, like, the pain in our body is rising up, even when I don't see the healing that I'm contending for, I don't shrink back. I don't act like the world. I rise up from the culture that I'm in, um, and I take it out with me. And I say, God, you know what? It's not right now. It's coming. It's coming. You paid for it, and I can have it all. So, um, so the other word I just want to tell you before we move into um, Scripture um, Caleb has said over this house, um, you set culture or culture sets you. So I believe like we're advancing, like the how is through bold faith. Like even when you don't understand, even when, um, uh, I can tell you one thing, understanding, obedience does not require understanding. It requires your obedience. When he tells you just to do something, just take a step, you guys. In this season, I've been taking a step. I'm like, God, where? And I heard crickets. And I'm like, okay, because uh, sometimes if we, like, if he would have given me a blueprint, I would have gone with a checklist I, um, and things like that, and it, it might not have done how he wanted it to do. So when he says to step, just step, you guys, so, and do it in bold faith. So that's the word over the house. And I love what Bill Johnson said. He said, bold faith stands on the shoulders of quiet trust. Um, I want trust to be bold. Like, I like, well, I'm not prone to quiet, so I don't even know how to spell it, but, um, but I do love bold and um, so I just want us to advance that way out of the Petri dish and into the world. And um, this is where Daniel 3 comes in. So in Daniel 3, um, just to catch up before we get to the first verse we're going to hit, um, these kids, and they were kids, like when I was reading about them, they were like 14 years old, taken out of their country, but they were the best of the best. They were without spot, the word says. Um, they were just like the top of the kids. So they know their culture, they know their God. They know their culture, and they know their God. So when you're taken out of a place, um, you know you take it with you. You don't leave it behind. When you come out of this place, you take it with you. The kingdom advances. You take it to work. You take it to school. We take it everywhere we go, and we splat it on everybody. Let the love of God, like, just be, like, squeezed out of you everywhere you go. Advance with the culture um, empowerment and honor and faith for everyone. Let them go, whoa, I always thought a Christian looked like this or smelled like this. This is different. What is this? That's how the world gets curious, and they want to get in your culture and, and not have the world affect them anymore. So in Daniel 3, um, we're going to go to verses 14 through 18. So um, this is the part where um, somebody told on them, and um, was like, hey, they're not bound down to that big, ridiculous gold statue. Um, they're not praying to your gods. They're not worshiping you. Like, what are you going to do about it, King Nebuchadnezzar? And so he says, um, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, um, he has, now he has the gentleman in front of him, uh, Meshach, Abednego. Um, he says, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of my horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, I don't know that word, dulcimer, all the, mus all the musical stuff, fall down and worship the image which I have made for you. So we're going to stop there. Um, you, can, you can keep that up. You can keep that up. But we're going to stop there. What's going to happen, guys, if you don't carry your culture out and somebody says, bow down to me? Like even in your job or wherever you are, if they say, bow down now, I've made this image. This is God. A lot of things in the world speak God to, uh, to them, 
but it should never to us. Like we are influencers. Every single one of you are an influencer. So when you go into a place, whether you're taken out of your place or you've got a new job, you have to know who you are. So what you're developing here, what we're learning here, what we're receiving here, we take it out into the world and we influence them. No longer the Petri dish that um, the world is coming in and coming in. We're pushing back. And that resistance that Caleb talked about, when resistance comes, this is the next um, screen. Now, if you are ready, okay, go to the next one, please. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast at once into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God who can deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. Um, but if not, let it be known to you, O king. For Actually, there's a verse, I think that's missing there. Because they say to him, um, my God will deliver me. My God is able, but if he doesn't, let it be known to you, king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you set up. Um, go back to that other screen for a second, please. What I love about this, I was laughing. Like, I like to laugh. It's good medicine. So, God, who is this God who can deliver you out of my hands? I thought, does he have short-term memory? Like, in, in Daniel 2... <laughs> Um, Daniel reads his mail um, and tells him who his God is. And, um, but that's what pride does. We have to watch out for pride. Pride, um, and not that we follow King Nebuchadnezzar, but pride will talk to you and tell you what to do. And you've got to answer back, I'll tell you who my God is. I'll tell you what my God has done. And I'll tell you that I'm not going to bow to you no matter what. So now it goes on and they're going to get thrown into the furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar gets really, really mad. It says they tied them up with their own clothes, and it says they fell into the fire. And I was like, kind of like talking to God about it, and I'm like, <laughs> I saw like the boys going, we love you so much, and we trust you so much. And here they're like tied up, and they're like, woo. Like it was just like, catch me. You know, like they knew who their God was, so it didn't matter what fire was coming at them. Like a lot of us are in a place of fire right now, and there's bills, and there's illness, and there's these fires just free fall into his arms like, woo, because he's going to catch you. So I, I just, when I saw that, I was like, because they fell in and um, they weren't burned. Because in the next um, part, where do we go from here? It's uh, verses 20. Do you have it up there? Yeah, like 26. So now Nebuchadnezzar is mad. He's told them, um, they, he's told them they've told him who his God is. He's going to deliver me no matter what. I'm sure of it. And then Nebuchadnezzar is like, oh, my God, there's a fourth one in there. Who is this fourth one? And um, I, know, I know you guys all know the story, but I'm just trying to catch you up. And then he says, Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the, the burning, fiery furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, he's now, their culture affected the king. And he's like, of the Most High God, he recognized it. They should know us um, by our love. They should know us by these things, right? So if you fall on a fire, the guy goes, wow, who is your God? So he says, you servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, the deputies, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered around together and saw these men, that the fire had no power upon their bodies, nor was the hair on their heads singed, neither was the garment scorched, or changed in color or condition. Um, before I go on from there, um, 
the whole community was affected because they didn't bow to the king. They didn't bow to the thing in, uh, in charge. They didn't bow. And so they came out smelling like roses and everybody noticed and wanted to know, like, who is this, this God of yours that you can fall in a fire and you're going to come out unsinged and you don't smell like smoke and you're in perfect condition? That's us, guys. That's the church. That's the church. That's being in a kingdom culture that says, I know who I am. We speak identity here. We operate from the cross, not under the cross. So when these things come to us, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. It's in him. We have everything that we need according to his riches and glory. So we don't panic. We don't let fear come at us. But if it does, we tell him who our God is. We tell him who our God is. So it says, and the men saw that the fire had no power upon the bodies, nor was there here... Um, Hair on their heads singed, neither were the garments scorched or changed in color or condition. Nor had even the smell of smoke clung to them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who believed in him and trusted him and trusted him, and relied on him, and they set aside the king's command and yielded their bodies rather than serve, worship any God except their own God. Let that be a king in your life, guys. They, they go, whoa, this God's got to be real, that you were willing to fall on a fire. You were willing, when everybody else in the whole kingdom bowed down, you said, peace out. Like, I'm not doing that. I know who my God is, and he's going to save me and free fall. It's okay, he's going to catch you. So I know, guys, like some of the, and I'm not invalidating or minimizing anybody's um, where you are. I love each of you. This is not to minimize conditions and where we are. It's to call you up. I'm a daughter calling my brothers and my sisters up into the truth of what he paid for. Like, he paid it all. We can have it all now. Now. Yeah. That is, yeah. So, so that's the old covenant, you guys. We're in a better covenant now. Like, how much better? So now, we're going to go to the better covenant. Like, even just some of the things in the better covenant that had come to mind when, um, when I was asking God, what does this look like? And um, what do you want to preach about bold faith in the new covenant? Okay, Martha gets a bad rap. I've been Martha and Mary, mostly Mar Martha, by, uh, by what most people would read the word and say, you're always doing this and that. But let me tell you something. Who was Martha but the bold one? who stood waiting on when, when Lazarus died. Everybody else is mourning. Um, but I, I'm telling you, if she would have had 10 more minutes, I promise you she probably would have gone and raised him up. Like she had that kind of bold faith. And I'm not adding to the, to the word of God. And I probably shouldn't even be funny in that. So I'm just saying that she was standing waiting for Jesus. She knew he would come. She knew the resurrection power that he carried. And now we have that, you guys. It's in us. We can't say we have the resurrection power and then not... Um, use it. You've got to stretch your faith muscle. You've got to stretch your faith muscle. Use the resurrection power. Like, I'm telling you right now, there's an opportunity to go raise a dead body. Lord, here am I, send me. Like, I want to do it. Like, I want to do, I want to do it all. I haven't seen it all, but I will. I have audacious, ridiculous faith that if I ask God, Lord, send me, he's going to be like, um, uh, send Sandy, we've got uh, like a body down on um, 50th and 6th. I'm going to go. Like, I'm going to go. When I see accidents, the first thing I'm like, God, are they okay? I pray for them. I'm like, but if, Lord, send me, here am I. 
That's all of us, guys. There's a culture that's being developed here. We say we want revival. We say we want these things. And they sound so awesome in Christianese, but there's a price to pay. There's something you've got to do. It's in the stepping. So you've got to say, Lord, here am I, send me. And you've got to do it with bold faith. So we're, we're being trained up in faith right now, you guys. It's okay. Like a baby isn't born um, and it just starts running. Like, you know, Jesus spent 30 years um, walking through these things and then he ran and he killed it. It's our time to kill it. Like just to run after like everything that he paid for, everything his word says. Have the audacity. Like I can do that. I can have that. We're kingdom kids. We're supposed to do that. So I get excited about these things. So I hope my excitement is rubbing off on you guys. Um, so, um, so you got Mary, uh, Martha. Her brother has died. I love that Jesus, um, I'm not going to preach on each of the things, but I'm simply saying she was standing going, Lord, I knew it. Like, come on. And then she goes to the house and the mourners come out. But it was Martha who stood. That's bold faith. Like, that's bold faith saying, I know who he is. I love the centurion, like, when he came, the Lord came, he's like, I know my authority. You don't have to come. You're busy. Um, I got this. Um, just say a word, and my servant will be healed. We have to say those things. Like, speaking creates. Like, you hear from heaven. Lord, what are you saying over that right now? And then speak it, and it gets sent. Like, there's messenger angels for a reason. There's all kinds of angels. I haven't seen any yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, but they're on assignment. So speak it and let God create it. Um, and there was another, uh, Lord Jesus, I forgot. Um, there was another New Testament. Okay, see all this, you guys? This is kind of funny. Um, this is my iPad. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm 52. I'm challenged. I need an iPad. Okay, so, but this is all the stuff I started to write, and God's like, lay it down. So I laid it down, and then I typed another one and another one. Um, because even though I know I carry faith, it doesn't mean that I don't go, I don't have those moments. I'm not trying to stand up here righteous or self-righteous. I am righteous. Um, but I'm not trying to stand up here self-righteous like I am walking in such amazing um, faith and whatever. No, I'm going faith to faith. We're on a journey together, guys. We're a family. Like, we're an apostolic family. Like, we're doing this thing together. So it's a privilege, like, to be up here talking to you guys. Um, so there was one more New Testament, but I guess it doesn't matter because I can't find it. Um, but then the third thing, I thought, well, God, like the word says, like, greater things shall we do. And sometimes that, that gets a little twisted. Like, um, the greater things, the greater things, it comes with a price. It comes with sitting with him. It comes with intimacy. So when he said koinonia today, that intimacy, taking us into that place that he would come and move amongst us, which, by the way, I fully believe people got healed here today. I fully believe that the joy of the Lord is your strength today. Like, when we prayed earlier... I believe that it's manifested in your bodies, like, because I have the nerve to believe. So I was asking him, okay, so the greater thing shall we do? What does that look like? And he said, the church has been too concerned about the how and not the who. How, H-O-W. He said, tell them to move the W in front of the H. W-H-O. It's the who. It's Jesus. We have done all these mathematician things, like one plus one, Drop the lights, this and that, and then this is going to happen. It's the who. It's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. And I'm not saying that anybody is in that place, um, but there's something he wants to take us deeper. 
And it's going to be with us laying down what we think we know. It's going to be laying down and just being at his feet and saying, Lord, I don't know nothing. How do you want to do this thing? Because we say, the old has gone, so the new can come. The old must go. Old mindsets, old strategies, old equations. Um, just because it worked before, he'll meet you there because he loves you. He loves me. Like, I've done the mathematical things, and I'm still learning, like, to leave them because I want the new thing. I want who, the who, Jesus. What is he doing right now? What is he saying right now? Because he wants to advance this guys into a new season. And it's not just a season. There's a call on this house. There's a mandate on this house. And all of us are responsible to carry it out. Praise God, like we have great leadership in this house. Uh, and, and Caleb is leading us super strong with revelatory things. Um, but it isn't just for us to sit here and, and hear it. Not to just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Um, and you cannot please God like without faith. So we've got to go do these things, you guys. So I'm asking him, how do we do this, God? And he was talking about mindsets. Like, we've got people in here who are uh, baby believers, and I praise God that if somebody would say yes to Jesus today. So even new believers, all the way up to people who've been in the kingdom 30, 40 years, and even pastors. Um, how about if Jesus told you, like me, lay it down. Lay it down. Lay that down. You think you know something. If I read that to you, I was pretty impressed with myself. I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. But you, but you know what? Then it becomes about me and not about him. So he had to teach me the lesson so I could walk out and speak it and give it to you guys. And again, this may not be, this is not revelatory, but it's my whole heart. It's my whole heart. So I'm just sharing my whole heart with you. And if there's something is good for you, chew on the meat and spit out the bones. I'm not offended. You can't offend me. I love you. You can't offend me. Here's a flutter. One time when I was offended, um, when I was in my last season, uh, <laughs> he typed out the word offense in the spirit. O-F-F-E-N-C-E. -E. And he said, stay off the fence of offense. That's a good word. So I'm just telling you guys, like, stay off the fence of offense. I just don't play there. I don't participate. When it comes at me, it's another one of those wrong address, like, peace out, like, go. So I'm just telling you guys, I'm just sharing things that I've walked through, because I think when you walk through things, it's easier to help others walk through it. Again, I don't think I know anything, but I do know him, and I'm known by him. Yeah, and so when I come, I know that he'll use me. I know he'll pour out of me and touch and bless people, and people will be healed. Um, I can't wait for wheelchairs and coffins to be um, rolled down this aisle because I believe, my, my team believes, you all believe. And when they roll it in, I don't think they're going to even get through the front door. We're going to be like, it's my turn. It's my turn. Um, there was such a token on my hands this morning. When I was praying last night and this morning, my hands were so like crazy electric. That's why I came to kill some of the things that have been honest because God knew each and every one of you would be here today. Nothing catches him by surprise, right? So that's why I came to kill things. But if I didn't call it out, and there were things that, maybe I'll call out and close it because maybe you guys are done with me. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but I just wanted to, before I do close it out, though, because actually it's time to close it out. Um, what he's calling us to right now, guys, is just going to call for audacious faith, and it's going to come by the culture that we have in here. So, like, just my heart is to say, guys, don't 
leave here on a Sunday um, that you just receive. The, the word is beautiful. Be doers of the word and watch God line things up for you, like what he wants to do. You receive that word. Now pay attention, like, who he wants you to send that word to. Like, we need to share what we have. The world needs us, guys. The world that pressed out on us before in the Petri dish, it's now us going in there, okay, one, two, three, break. And it's like, boom, like busting out and just being sent wherever he sends us. He told me this morning when I woke up, he said, arise and shine, daughter, your day has come. For the glory of the Lord is upon you. I've called you to, to um, um, anointed you to set the captives free and open their doors. That's what I came to do. He calls me Talitha, little girl. So as a little girl, when we close this out here in a little while, myself and my team are saying, come up. We want you to be set free from anything you need set free from, um, whether it's illness, bills. We just want to agree with you because we have audacious and bold faith. So I just want to invite you to do that here in a few minutes. Um, I'm going to pray for you guys. And, um, yeah, I just want to pray for you guys and close it out. Um, and there is just one more thing that was really weighing on my heart when um, I was writing this out. I think a lot of us um, weigh our experiences. We're able to experience the, um, the kingdom. It's available. It's awesome. But our experiences sometimes try and speak louder than the experience of Jesus Christ. And that's not okay. This is, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's just simply saying, Lord, you know what? I, I hear you. I hear you talking today. I, I believe God that these things that I have and these things that are in my face, these experiences that I'm going through, don't even compare to the price you paid once for all. Let it always be on the forefront of your mind and take it before him. God, this is what's barking at me. What do I do? It's in the now when you're communing with him and you're talking to him that he's going to um, give you solutions. But if you have to wait, will you be like Abednego and the boys? Will you be like, but even if he doesn't, like, I'm not bowing to you. Like, there's just something about that, guys, that we don't bow the knee. Like, everything else um, is under us, under us, footstool. Like, um, everything bows the knee, to the, the knee to Jesus Christ. So when it's not manifesting, please don't speak things that are not from his mouth. If Jesus isn't saying it, please don't say it. Like, I mean that with such love, you guys. We say things to make ourselves feel better. And even, and I've done it. Like, oh, well, so-and-so, I understand, da, da da You know what? I have, like, a conviction in my heart. No more. No more. He told me it's a time for bold faith right now. So I love you. I'm going to walk through it. We, we um, shoulder each other's burdens. We mourn with those who mourn. By all means, I'm not saying not to do those things. I'm saying do not say what he's not saying and saying it's the love of God. Like, God meets us where he meets us, but he's not saying those things. Like, it's his will for this or that. Either it is or it isn't. The will of God is the word of God. The word, yeah, it is. The will of God is the word of God or what he's speaking right now. So that's about all I have to say. Oh, and I do have one more thing. You guys want to hear it? Okay. Um, on the plane, um, my friend Brandy gave me this uh, journal, and it says, with God, all things are possible. Um, so the full verse, it's Matthew 19, 26, says, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So he told me to look up the smaller words, that word with, with man, with God. It sounds like with, like I'm just walking with Kimberly. You know, I was with Kimberly. But that word with, it's, uh, 
it's that communion, it's that participation, it's that partnership with God, all things are possible. Not just possible, like, oh, God, I hope he gets around to it. It is Tuesday. He's probably in Ethiopia. Like, it's not that. Um, possible, it actually um, means the word power. Power. And, um, and, um, and with man, things are impossible, unable or powerless. That word is tied to dunamis, guys. Uh, most of you probably know the word dunamis. It is power. So all things are possible with God. So put that on your lips. And when things are yelling at you, all things are possible with my God. A man has told me I won't be healed. A man has told me I don't have money for this bill. But I say our God is able, he's willing, and it's possible by the power of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We want to let you know about our new Wired for Greatness online discipleship platform. It equips you to do the work of God in your realm of influence. Check it out at wiredforgreatness.me. Enjoy this podcast.